I've had situations in my life where I've had power turned off, I've had debt collectors knocking at the door, and it hasn't been pleasant. Sometimes you think if you pop your head under the doona, it'll all go away. But to me, action cures fear. And if you're on the field in the game, then you've, you've got a chance. COVID has really shaken things up over the last year. We've lost jobs or we're on less income, and the future is still uncertain for many people. So what do you do when you don't know what the future holds? My guest today is Carl, who was made redundant just before COVID hit. Not a great time to look for a new job, especially at 62. But that's not the first time Carl has faced big challenges in his life that look pretty hopeless. I had esophageal cancer. I was diagnosed when I was 44. And the prognosis for esophageal cancer is is not real flash. And there was a real prospect that, that I may not come through it. I kind of set myself three goals to to walk to the lamppost from the front door, which is about 50 metres, to have Christmas lunch with the family and uh, to sing in the choir and do the Christmas reading. They might be insignificant milestones to someone observing from the outside, but to me they were all signifiers that, okay, you're here, the journey's going to be long, it's going to be tough, but at least you can make the journey. The guy who was on the, the on the gurney next door to me, he died that night, and I heard his family crying at his bedside when I was I was woken up in the ICU. So that kind of brought home to me: just be really, really grateful for what you've got. Wow! So it's a real wake up call, a real change in perspective. I came through being incredibly grateful for the fact that I made the next birthday incredibly grateful for the fact that I could sing in the choir that Christmas and incredibly grateful that I had the family around me that I did. By the grace of God and a lot of really, really good help, I was able to achieve all three of those. So there's a real sense of gratitude. My illness was not a life sentence. It was more like a semicolon. You know, it was a case of, well, you need to stop, reevaluate, get through this and come out the other side, and how you come out the other side is going to define pretty much the rest of how you live your life. If I didn't go through that sort of event with at least some sort of appreciation of the people around me, the the faith that I have, and the gifts that I've been given, then that would have been a waste. Life is uncertain, and it's impossible to be prepared for every unexpected thing hiding around the corner. Coming up, Carl shares how becoming redundant at 62 might have felt like the end of the world, but there was a way forward. When your future is uncertain and you don't know how you're going to pay the next bill, it can be overwhelming and paralysing. How do you take the next step? Carl, being made redundant at age 62, that's a really tough time for something like that to happen. Yeah, it is. What do you do with that? There's a couple of things I would have done previously, say 10, 20 years prior, and that is would have got really upset, slammed the phone down. I would have been pretty frantic and pretty ineffective. So how did you handle it this time? Becoming redundant at the age I did, I realised that it is not personal. Realising that a grey-suited individual sitting behind a desk in Germany made a decision about a business in Australia that meant 
I disappeared off the flowchart. It is not a reflection on my worth as an individual or who I am as a person. So, so it sounds like having that sense of yourself and sense of your worth then gives you that strength Absolutely. to, I guess, to take the chances. Very much so. I've sat back, I've had a look at the assets that I've got in terms of my experience, in terms of my ability to put ideas into, into action, um, to reinvent myself as a, a disability support worker, to start up a small business. Uh, being self-aware, knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses gives you a real opportunity to develop those strengths. But I can imagine for many people, the worry of where that next paycheck is coming from would kind of outweigh that kind of confidence. Oh, absolutely. They're overwhelmed by the need to pay rent, the need to make sure that the food's on the table, the need to make sure the lights go on and the water comes out of the tap. The worst thing you can do is run away and hide or run around in circles. Have you have you ever run away and hidden? Oh, yeah. I've had situations in my life where I've had power turned off, I've had debt collectors knocking at the door, and it hasn't been pleasant. So things had to change, and thank God they have. So what? how, how do you get out of that? How do you deal with a debt collector at your door? Sometimes you think if you pop your head under the doona, it'll all go away. I found that you know when you have the sheriff knocking on your door and you go, righto, yes, I know why you're here, let's sit down and have a chat. That, to me, has been way more productive back in the days when that was a real issue for me than refusing to answer the door. To me, action cures fear. And if you're genuine and honest in how you approach things, people will be prepared to give you a chance. It's, it's when you hide. It's when you lie about your situation. Your pride gets in the way. That's when you find that you end up by spiralling into a situation that is a, a really deep hole to get yourself out of. So what do you do? The best thing you can do is make sure that you let the people who need to know, know that this is your situation. So you get in touch with your bank, you get in touch with all the um, utility providers, and you say, this is my present situation, and I will keep you informed, and I need maybe a repayment holiday, or we need to sit down and talk about this and work something out. So... It's what you choose to do. You can choose to be inactive. You can choose to duck, bob and weave and hope it goes away. Or you can choose to go, fine, let's talk about this. Coming up, Carl shares what changed his perspective away from relying on his work to feel good about himself. COVID has left a lot of people with less work or no work at all. In our society, work is often where we find our identity. So what happens when that's taken away? We've got so wrapped up in labelling ourselves as I'm a teacher uh, or I'm, uh, I work in media, I, I this, I that. Um, work doesn't define who I am as an individual. There's lots of other things that I have done that I consider to be way more important than what's put bread and butter on the table and kept a roof over my head. So I tend now not to define myself by the label people put on me. I went and had a chat to a counsellor once and we sat down and we worked out 
all the relationships that were important to me. So the fact that I was a brother, I was a stepfather, I was uh, a friend, I was a choir member, I was all sorts of things. And it's like putting the pieces of a jigsaw puzzle together. You're not one particular thing, you are an amalgam of things that make up who you are. Central to that was the fact that I'm a child of God and I'm part of a community that contributes to me and that I contribute to. That's not without its problems. You know, a community of Christians is like a, a cricket club in some respects. You know, you're going to have personality clashes, you're going to have differences of opinion, but the things that bind you are greater than the things that pull you apart. And that's where you find, for me, that's where I find my sense of identity. I'm, I'm a number of things to a number of people, and that makes up who I am. Uh, and I'm pretty happy with that. That's great. How do you see the future now? What are you looking forward to? Look, I'm getting slimmer. I'm getting, I'm growing more hair. (laughs) I'm hopeful that I can continue to use what I've learned along the journey to be of benefit to those around me. Um, Every day is a gift, and I am just so grateful that I can be here. And I know there's going to be some incredibly tough times coming down the track. I mean, that's just the nature of the way life works. But I take one day at a time and I look forward into the future with confidence, knowing that ultimately I rest in God's arms. You know, I have done in the past and he hasn't let me down. You've been listening to Messages of Hope. For free PDFs, videos and podcasts about coping with an uncertain future, go to messagesofhope.org.au. That's messagesofhope.org.au. Or for a free booklet, call 1-800-353-350. That's 1-800-353-350. I'm Celia Filkey. I hope you can join us again next week for another Message of Hope.